Hey, okay. Hey, hey, hey. It's that time of summer here in Arizona. This is the Walk in the Bud podcast with your host, Michael Ward. Yeah, I got one listener out there. So the one listener, I don't know, hopefully you'll be able to make it through the uh, whole podcast. I hope it's entertaining. It's a hidden gem. It's the, the, uh, the best podcast. The ratio of quality to the number of listeners is uh, that ratio is really high like you know so if you have a really if you have, if your quality is like a hundred but you have like a million listeners then you take a hundred divided by a million that's a small number so my quality might only be one but i only have one listener so my ratio is like huge right huge today it's 77 degrees right now at 6 20 in the morning 20 percent humidity we're going to 109 today folks and it's 77 at, what did I say was time? 6.20 in the morning. The sun is up. The sky is shining. And I, if, I have, if I have my one listener pegged, right? So this is almost like a personal conversation with an unknown person where other people can listen in on it, which is kind of cool, right? This unknown podcast listener who I've now established, like this is the number one podcast in the world on the globe. 7 billion planet, the ratio of quality divided by the number of listeners is the absolute highest. I mean, I guess you could have a podcast that has zero listeners, which I've had some episodes probably with zero listeners. So I've probably had some infinity and beyond episodes, right? It's counterintuitive, right? Kind of counterintuitive. But hey, that's, uh, that's why the one listener listens. <laughs> <laughs> whoever that one listener is. So we're out walking the dog. I see some people down the street walking already too. It's that time of year in Phoenix where if you don't get out at six in the morning and do something by eight o'clock, it's just like too hot, man. The sun will roast you. The air temperature will be in the nineties already and you'll, it'll just be miserable. So here are some folks walking up the street doing some exercise as you do. As you do, which I think is a British expression, as you do, and they're coming on up. So I'm walking Bud. Bud's happy because he's out. And uh, so these folks are not. Hey, come up here. Hey, it's come on. It's you got to go steeper. <laughs> they're worn out already. <laughs> go higher. I guess they, they had none of that. <laughs> so, oh, that was an epic fail. But, you know, just try, right? Talk to strangers. Do talk to strangers. Hey, come on up higher. So they didn't like that. Well, whatever. Maybe they, maybe they ran. They're just spent. No time for, that, that does happen, right? If you're spent, you ran a couple miles. You don't want any little humor at the end of your run because, you know, you're like, hey, man, I just spent a half hour running, made an hour running five miles. And who are you, clown, walking your dog? You're not doing jack. <laughs> so that's the old perception is reality trick. So I've been thinking about that lately. I, 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 I don't know about you, the one listener. <laughs> 
I mean, like most people, a lot of people go, oh yeah, well that's true, Michael. Yeah, perception is reality. But it's so tricky because, I mean, what's not, it's worth digging deep into that uh, expression. In fact, let's just call this episode Perception is Reality because I want to share my views on perception is reality. So if we go with whose reality are we talking about here, right? So it, it is, what I don't like about it is it comes across like perception is reality, like everybody perceives things the same way. And we know that we don't, right? So two people could observe a, an accident, a crime or something. And, you know, detectives know this from, from doing court cases that witnesses are really unreliable, right? I mean, that's kind of a, a, a so, so that should be discussed whenever the phrase perception is reality is brought up. And it's kind of flippantly used, kind of like dismissive, like, like if you're trying to communicate something and someone doesn't agree with you and they're just like, well, you know, perception is reality, man. So they don't, they won't agree with your um, statement or what you're trying to communicate. So they just dismiss it and say, well, you know, perception is reality, man. And, and then it's like, well, okay, okay, I'll grant you that. But, but uh, my favorite response to that is, well, well, you know what? Yeah, perception is reality. And my perception of your perception is that your perception is fucked up. <laughs> so, so there you go. That's my reality, dude. My reality, <laughs> my reality is that your perception is fucked up. So that's good. And that's valid, right? That's real. That's my reality, man. So you can never really, it's a cop-out phrase usually, like, like I've seen it used. Like somebody just doesn't want to talk about something anymore. They just kind of go like, well, yeah, you know, you may think that, but, you know, perception is reality, man. <laughs> and it's, it's a classic. It's pretty funny. So anyways, um, maybe it's not worth labeling the podcast because I think I've made my point and uh, made that clear. But hopefully you got a chuckle out of that. I don't know. And and then self-awareness, the one, the one person I think that listens to this thinks that I have a high self-awareness, but I don't know. I'm having doubts about that, but, you know, you could probably never fully get, like, 100% self-awareness, whatever that is. So it's, it's like a perceived self-awareness. How about that? We'll just keep going with the uh, perception. So this person perceives that. I have huge self-awareness, right? Wow. Well, that's her reality if it's a woman, the one listener. So it's, it's uh, her reality. <laughs> and it doesn't mean it's absolute fact because we haven't, we haven't sampled all 7 billion people on the planet. We, have a, we maybe sample like 100 people or have, you know, that. And so... Maybe I'm at the top of the sample, which sampling's good. I mean, there's statistical sampling. That's, that's a valid approach to things. But, I mean, there is an assumption that the 100 people represent the greater population. And so then you get into all these demographics and analysis and boundaries. Like, where, you know, like obviously 100 people in India aren't going to represent 100 Americans and stuff on 
on whether you should have, uh, I don't know, how much you can deduct for your mortgage interest, right? Hey, good morning. Good, you're out, out for a ride, all right. Yep. <laughs> Got to get it in before it's too yeah, hot. 110 today. All right, all right, 110. So that his perception is 110. My computer says 109. Am I going to argue with his perception of 110? Nah. I'm going to let it go. If people say I can't let it go. Some people perceive me as someone that just can't let it go. But here on this podcast, to the 7 billion people in the world, I have now proven that I can just let it go. I don't need to argue with them and go, oh, 110. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's only going to be 109. Hey, have a good day. (laughs) So there we go. We have evidence that I can let it go, man. So anyway, what else? What else? So... I guess I'm in an uncertain position, but I'm, I'm kind of comfortable in this uncertain position. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's uh, challenging. So, you know, it's a debate on like, am I delusional or am I just at peace with things? So, you know, sometimes you just got to go walk the dog. <laughs> I can't dwell on things. So I think this one listener is, I think is in, a special meeting of probably are the world's greatest entrepreneurs right now. I'll give them some props for that. They're, they're doing some cool stuff, entrepreneurs. And uh, again, I've, I've maybe made this comment too before that I've worked with this person and she encouraged me to actually do this podcast. So I'm like, okay, I'll do a podcast. What the hell? I'm walking my dog. I can, I can, I can walk. I have to walk my dog anyway. So when I, I just start letting it loose. I have the Irish DNA, which they say is like the gift of gab. So I'm just letting it fly, man. And, uh, yeah. And some people are telling me, Hey Mike, just you be you, man, just be you. And so I'm, I'm going through this transition of like, can I be comfortable with myself? And it's kind of, it's kind of refreshing because it's like, you know what? I can still follow the love everyone always thing, which really is a great you know concept. And I I come across some people that really struggle with that. Like they they're bitter about people or they're they've had bad relationships and you know the in a in basically in a human existence there's the marriage relationships and then we have the divorces, right? So those are extreme emotional situations and fortunately I I'm avoiding all that divorce thing I don't really that's not a good good thing right and uh but so many people do so like one of my current relationship issues in the last 24 hours was a guy that's he didn't want to get divorced but he's his wife divorced him and then now he's got a new girlfriend and she's she's been divorced and you know she's pretty adamant about you know people are evil there's some people that are just flat out evil and you know and I think it's a it gives her a peace of mind to try to think of her ex-husband as just being evil and terrible person which maybe is I don't know who he is but and I'm not making any judgments on this podcast for my one listener but my my thought process is like you know 
as nice as she is and you know as much as respect I have for her, you know she probably doesn't really have it all together you know I mean if she can't love everyone always right and she holds his bitterness towards this guy and also just thinks like well you know you can't love everyone always because there's bad people out there and I'm like like no you can still love everyone we should be able to love everyone right and then it gets into this Henry Cloud psychologist guy with the boundaries, right? So, so those, that book is probably written about like all these difficult relationships people have, and like how to set boundaries and things like that. And uh, that's all good, you know. And it's maybe it's like the, the boundary book. It's like really detailed and goes into all kinds of storytelling and blah 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 and stuff. And it's like, okay, just give me the principle boundaries I get it so you don't let people hurt you that doesn't mean you can't have that boundary that means you can't talk to them you should still be able to talk to people and have interactions and um, but our our own internal bitterness and rage and anger and thoughts about history and hanging on to the past gets in our way of loving people you know and forgiving people, right? So I, I'm not perfect at this. I'm just processing it. That's why I'm out here talking and walking my dog right now. So it's uh, June, what did I say, June 28th, 29th? What did I better check? I don't even tell you the right date. I've been doing this for about a year. It's June 28th, Friday. And um, almost a year of podcasting. Um, I'm not at the Rob Bell level where I go, hey, hey, episode number 247. This is Rob Bell in the back house. You know, he's skilled. You know, he's got a a following. But his ratio, remember, his ratio is not as good as mine. His quality is up. I'll give you that. His, His quality is up. But, you know, he's got a million listeners and, you know, it's he's he's got a he's monetized himself, you know. So, I mean, you get what you pay for, folks. <laughs> and, and you ain't paying nothing to have the pleasure of walking with me in the Arizona desert at 6.30 in the morning with a blue sky. So I've been on, I did my um, morning reading. Today was James chapter 4. Pretty interesting stuff. And uh, yeah, my message and my thoughts are getting more clear for my six sola book and how we we pluck verses it's so common and uh, i think the basis probably is the the drumbeat that the bible is the inerrant word of god inspired by god which okay i'll go with that but that doesn't mean that individual people with their own individual characteristics and individual views of the world didn't didn't have an impact on what was spoken. So to pluck verses out as if James wrote something in 40 AD that translates directly to 2019, and I'm just going to slap this verse on you and say, "See, the Bible says, and God says this to you." You know that. That's kind of abusive, and I think that happens quite frequently. It's happening. It's happening to me without going into the detail right now, but uh, we'll see where that plays out. And uh, 
Yeah, so my uh, story, my message about walking in the Spirit is all coming together, you know? And and uh, so I think it's a good one. I think we can lighten up, people. Because I'm walking in the Spirit right now. It's 6.30 in the morning. God loves people. He loves you wherever you're listening. It might be Saturday, it might be Sunday, it might be on a flight back somewhere that you're on fight and you thought, well, I'll just... I'll download mics. The, the one listener's like, yeah, I'll download this. Have a listen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Whoever's listening, reach out to me. Send me a note. Do something. I might be shocked at who actually listens to this. Who's the one listener? Anyway, um, yeah, walking down the street. Sunny. And uh, perception is reality. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm being uh, challenged on um, that, you know, someone claims that I'm unloving, contentious, all this stuff. And I'm like, what? what? Just let's live in the moment, people. I, 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 wanna, I have a clear conscience. Not that I want to have a clear conscience. Why shouldn't I have a clear conscience? I totally have a clear conscience. So this is ridiculous, this... Uh, this uh, shunning, I guess you'd say, you know. So again, it's the perception is real. So their perception is that I'm contentious, unloving, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's like, what, 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 give me some specifics. I can't change if, uh, if uh, I don't know. And oh, bud, dang it. The, we got the thing, but we don't have the bags on here. We got the new clip. But someone didn't put the bags on. Oh, my gosh. So I'll take responsibility for not looking for the bags. You know what? That's a bummer. I didn't, I didn't look for the bags, bud. Now, I could be... My old self would be my younger self, who wasn't as mature as the genius mature guy that I am now. Um, well, I guess genius and mature don't go together. That's a bad bad uh, my spiritually mature my emotionally intelligent self-aware mature guy that i am now would be upset that hey you got the clip on the leash but the whole purpose of the clip is to hold the bags so why aren't the bags on the clip (laughs) but i'm letting it go look a second chance for me just to say i'm letting it go unprovoked letting go and these are the this is why this podcast should be you know so it should start going down in the rate the golden ratio so the quality is good more and more listeners should be listening so you take quality divided by listeners that number should go to zero it would just be like all seven billion people should get 30 minutes of walking butt in you know some people go to the gym for like an hour three times a week to to get uh, buff or like tone their body or you know just build muscle build strength you know that's good so you should also listen to 30 minutes of walk and bud i mean that's your spiritual muscles this is a real person with real issues in life who's just dealing with it that's what some guy said one time dwi dwi deal with it yeah yeah we're just dealing with it So we got the women's soccer match today in about five hours. So 
We'll see how that goes. America, USA against the French. And uh, quarterfinals, the quarterfinals. And um, yeah, we kind of cruised through Paris like 10 days ago. And it was just getting started and kind of like, oh, okay, well, World Cup, great. But we didn't plan to staying around, you know, it wasn't part of our plan to do that. So, but we were there, we were there in Rance, Epernay, in that area, Champagne region. Pretty cool to see again. And driving was a pleasure because normally we would just fly to Paris and you're right there in the city, but driving from Germany was really cool because it's pretty far in that Paris. Ile de France, they call it, the island in France. And Ile de France um, is surrounded by some nice countryside. So you really, it's kind of a nice uh, experience. You drive and drive and drive and it's just out in the green Champagne regions if you're coming from Germany. And and uh, you arrive upon the Ile de France. And then there's all the art, Louvre, La Jacon, and all the cool stuff in the city. So that's Paris. And they have an interesting history. A little bit brutal, actually, you know, that, that uh, stinking French Revolution, man. Dang, those guys were <laughs> nasty. Woo! Woo! Guillotine. Oh, my gosh. I don't even, I, I just, that's, uh, I don't know if I want to venture into that history, man. Oh, which reminds me of this Romanoff series on um, um, Amazon Prime. Amazing. Kind of a funny, it's the guy that did Mad Men, the producers, writers, and things. So on Amazon Prime, they have this thing called the Romanoffs. And the, uh, I don't know if it's the plot or the premise I guess it would be the premise. The premise is you got the Romanovs who were kind of kind of like, I guess what is it? I guess historically that makes them like 120 years after the French Revolution, maybe 120, 130 years after the French Revolution. So the peasants, the whatever, revolted and killed the czars. And uh, just brutally murdered them all. But there were some like family members that survive somehow like distant relatives or something so the the premise is that they were all scattered whether to France or um, um, other parts of the world and so the series is kind of cool because you have it's a well thought out it's kind of a clever little um, situation so this there's characters in the one hour programs episodes but they're not carried on from episode to episode like a normally binged watch show like a sneaky pete there's a plug for sneaky pete <laughs> sneaky pete is definitely binge watch worthy but pete sneaky pete isn't like in every episode he's the main character right so he's he's in every character every episode so anyways on um romanoffs very clever it takes place in 2019 or the present day and it's just like, what if, like a great grandson of one of these, you know, Romanovs today is doing something or living somewhere or whatever? The very first episode is definitely fun, especially for us. We just came back from Paris, and the first episode takes place in Paris, and there's a uh, very close 
patriarch of the family who is one of the Romanovs somehow and and just very interesting at first episode and then and you watch the second episode then you start seeing like oh wait a minute these characters don't continue from episode one to two to three to four to five there is a dude that uh shows up a couple times so far but i'm i'm expecting more surprises like that where they if if the guy's written it out and thought it out and storyboarded the whole thing right he might have like eight seasons and he's going to bring some characters back in and out and then you'll be like surprised like oh yeah i remember that guy the paris guy because the Paris, the very first episode the paris people were really kind of cool very interesting and um so I'd like to see them again. So they might come up in season two. So I don't know how they, they work this out, but that might be the deal. It's just the first season, Romanoffs. But, you know, um, yeah, you have, we uh, entrepreneurs, you have limited time. I'm uh, becoming an entrepreneur. And we really are an entrepreneur as JT O'Donnell. So if you're looking for a job, shout out to JT O'Donnell work at daily career search things um, we're a business of one so everybody's a business of one now even if you work for a corporation um, we're a business of one morning getting ready for a trip yeah going back to tucson tucson you want to put the little put pet the little buddy there he usually doesn't bite people he'll bite pit dogs but you don't look like a dog to him That's so, so He's got a beard and he's got nice eyebrows. So there you go. Well, Tucson's going to be good. It's too hot up here now for you, right? So you're going back to Tucson. <laughs> Two degrees, that's it. Well, and how about in those mountains as you go up? You get a little cooler? Of that. Is that the. Cabrinha Canyon, or what do they call Sabino it? Canyon. Sabino Canyon. Yeah. So that's got, it's only two degrees cooler there? Yeah, at least it, it goes down to the 70s at night, though. Yeah, you get, we, we, we're going to head, we're going to be in a place where it's like 90 at night. Yeah. I mean, so 70, that's 20 degrees cooler. <laughs> hey, hey, All right, well, you guys have a great trip. You, that's an easy ride down there, hour, yeah. hour and a half. Wait, don't run in the road just because there's a cute dog out here. Yeah, stay here. Because <laughs> you don't know if another car's coming, right? So, his name's Buddy. Little doggy. All right, you better stay near the curb because you don't want to be in the street. All right. Okay. All right. There we go. Another eyewitness account on the podcast of your host being kind, gentle, loving, uncontentious. Look at that. Not even contrarian. Didn't even argue about the weather in Tucson. Just asked good questions, right? Who's calling me unloving, right? They don't know me. And, and this is where walking in the spirit is so critical because religion is so tough because these representatives of religion, that you feel like they have this, this authority behind them, right? Like, oh, wow. And this is where the Roman Catholic Church is probably so far superior 
to the Protestants now. I'm, I'm like changing my views. I'm, I'll probably never, ever be a member or join the Roman Catholic Church, but I should never say never. But, um, they, you know, they just wouldn't be doing this kind of stuff, you know, like throwing verses at me and doing this. They'd actually probably, before they started throwing verses, if they would ever do that, they would actually kind of listen and see if you understand or whatever. I don't know. So I'm just getting text messages with Second Timothy 3, 1 through 7. Michael, I'm praying for your soul. I'm praying for your soul because I'm so unloving. <laughs> oh, and I'm too busy. I'm an elder and I, I got to help other families out. So I have no time to really get to know what's going on really in person for an hour over a cup of coffee. But I just know that you're unloving, man. You're, I know. No, buds. Go over here. You're unloving. I just know it. You know, so-and-so over here said you said something controversial in this meeting. So, of course, you're unloving. <laughs> oh, gosh. People make so many assumptions on outward appearance. Oh, you know, Michael's like obviously not smiling when I said this, so he must not, he must be unloving. <laughs> I, I don't know where this stuff comes from. I'm just asking, like, where does the unloving come from? Right? Do I, maybe I'll just send him the podcast and say, look, I talked to this guy with his daughter, and uh, no, he just honked and he waved. Is that not love? I mean, I express love to this guy. And he's, he's walking, he's driving to Tucson, he gives me a little honk. Like, hey, you know, that guy expressed a little love. Man. Now, of course, I'm not, uh, none of us are 100% on. And I, I kind of like this communications lady who's talking about, what do they call it, honoring others, which I try to do. And bring, how does it, like bring your best self or bring... There's a good phrase that she has, something about bringing, bringing the best out of you type of thing. So I'm, I'm resonating with that message. It's kind of parallel to my thing, but the, you know what? I'm starting to go, hey, there's a lot of things that are parallel, a lot of good stuff. Like Rob Bell is parallel to my, my mission. Eric McTaxis is parallel. This other lady's parallel. Maybe all these entrepreneurs the world's best entrepreneurs probably resonate, right? So, so there's the bud. I don't have my bag, but okay, I'll get this on another walk. But we'll get the, we'll pick that up on another walk. Can you get that? Go ahead, get it out of your rock. I got nothing. And I've walked this bud about a thousand, no, four thousand times. We say a lot. It's starting to warm up. And what, what's going to happen is um, I'll be home in about 10 minutes. We'll see. I, and, and I'll probably get some, I might get a little pushback. Like, I could go either way, right? So why do I assume? I'm not going to assume anything. But I'm learning in my mind, trying not to try to control my mind a bit and not be reactive and not, you know, assume that someone should know the reasons. Because I, I, I do this so much. It's such a, something I'm working on. I think, it's, I think I'm improving on it. But it helps to walk in the spirit and just go, okay, well, God, we have a living God who sees everything. And 
I'm trying to do better. And I think he appreciates it. And I think he's getting a kick out of it. He's laughing, right? Why, like I said, I may have said this before, but like, ask yourself, when's the last time you made God have a good chuckle, you know? You can do it, folks. The guy, you know, he's kind of lonely up there with people trying to impress him with their religious, religious crap and knowledge. <laughs> yeah, let's impress God with our knowledge of the Greek and Hebrew texts because, you know, I'm going to impress God with that, you know, and then I'm going to make a speech, and, you know, exegete the scriptures, you know. And yet, even Jesus himself said, which, which is rarely, rarely, rarely applied to the seminarians and the doctors of theology and the systematics theology, that uh, Jesus himself said, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life or life. But it's him. It's Jesus, you know? And so some dude's dumping verses on me as if, as if there's life in the verses. <laughs> and then someone might say, oh, wait, no, Michael, remember, remember what Hebrews 4.12 says, that the, the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and then... Uh, Jesus is referred to the Word of God, too, uh, the Word. Jesus himself, the person again. So you, I, don't, you know, I don't know what the Greek word is there for word, right? But the assumption that's dropped is that Hebrews 4.12, is sharper than two-edged sword, is referring to the scriptures themselves, the written word. But why couldn't it be God himself that the Word of God is sharper? Like, actually... Actually, the living God that the whole thing is about, who's living and who's in presence we walk, who Paul said in Athens, like, this is whom, who, in whom we walk, you know? This is Acts, I think, 17. This is, we walk in God's presence. This is the creation. So that's the word, too. So it's so easy. I find myself susceptible to this, too. Because some, the, the people that, quote-unquote, own the word because they know Hebrew and Greek, they, like, love this word thing, you know? And I'm like, well, quite often Jesus himself refers to himself as a word. He is part of the Trinity, so why isn't the Holy Spirit also sharper than any two-edged sword, you know? Walk in the Spirit, folks. So there's my little diatribe, which would be, like, shot down from all the theological branches and the systematic theology like like jesus came <laughs> i i put this in like i have to put it in humorous light right so um the the uh what do i call that come on bud the uh systematic knowledge that that god sent his son in the flesh Think about it for people. Like, if you're any kind of religious person or go to church or been around churches your whole life, or it doesn't matter whether you're Roman Catholic, Protestant, whatever, this, this essentially we all know the story, right? So, Jesus came in the flesh. Now, just pause for a minute. I know what happened 2,000 years ago, but just look at somebody in, in your view, anybody, and just like look at the person's body. The, you know, it could be a woman, I don't care, a man, but it's like this is. 
the flesh. This is the human experience. This is God sent his son. It, and, and it's a physical human being. With I'm looking at my arms stretched out now and my hand and fingers. This is God walking. He sent him, right? And, and he knew his whole purpose was to, to be crucified, which is I'm chuckling because it's just so sad that we don't get it. I mean, because, you know, so like he, he was here and he did his thing and it's over with. He was crucified, down, resurrected, ascended, which is key. I've talked about that before, ascension. And it's over. But the, and do you think, do you think that all he, he did all that, all that took place simply so that dudes can sit in seminaries and grassy knolls with big trees and get money from church members to support a, a grassy knoll in, in uh, Kentucky or North Carolina or Chicago or wherever your favorite seminary is. <laughs> and for, for dudes to sit around and come up with, you know, well, here's a systematic theology and here's my ecclesiology and my eschatology and my hookshkahabity and my homodahabity and all these, all these systematic theological terms. I don't think really the story or what happened is, is all about that. And yet we allow ourselves to be led by that kind of thinking. And, it, and it's so tough to break people out of it. I did see an interesting video on unchurching. So there's a movement to unchurch and people are leaving the denominations and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I'm not going to promote either method. So like my message is, you eh, Far, you can you can follow God and stay in the Roman Catholic Church. I don't care. Or you can do the unchurching thing. I don't care. But don't follow leaders at all. I mean, we're all have the I have my black slice position. This is where the clarity is coming in. I don't know if I could write it well. I'm trying to figure out how to write this thing. But the, the black slices, every person has a black slice. I have one. I'm not perfect. I don't want people to follow me. You know, do the American corporation thing. Follow the process. Six Sigma. It's the Six, six Sigma Quality Initiative. So, I, <laughs> so if I wanted to frame the whole stupid thing in quality systems, like, oh yeah, quality process. I'm not going to do it, but or maybe I will sometime. I don't know, might be a, a nice PDF or something as a, as a giveaway. I'm starting to think of that. Yeah, a freebie, you know build my email list. <laughs> Sorry to be a little sarcastic and snarky, but my one, if my one listener is who I think it is and has made it this far, she's probably like, Michael, don't laugh. That's where your future is going to come from, which maybe it will. So there you go. So we got the process of daily reading a chapter. I'm in James. Don't really like James. And it's pretty funny because I know Martin Luther couldn't stand. He didn't think James belonged in the Bible because he flat out says that uh, Abraham um, was was reckoned as righteous through works, which is the opposite of, of uh, what Paul says in Galatians, Romans, and Hebrews. So, so Paul is saying, like, no, Abraham was reckoned as righteous for faith, you know, and James is writing that, no, no, he, he actually brought uh, his son Isaac all the way to the altar and was going to kill him. So that's works, you know. 
So that said, James loves that debate. Contextually, I would cut Martin Luther some slack and just say, well, look, James is writing in 45 AD. Remember, he's writing to Jews who just were expelled from Jerusalem. So they have the, uh, an early diaspora, an early one, like in, 19, in 45 AD. So James was actually the first book in the Bible. There's no Gospels or anything. And he's basically writing to Jewish people that um, were, were sent away from Jerusalem and probably have some faith, right? But, but they're still Jewish. And, and it's 45 AD. The whole concept of Gentiles and the full gospel. Oh, no, sorry, I used that expression. Full, I'm not part of this. I'm not charismatic, and I'm not part of some full gospel um, organization either. Hey, bud, let's go this way. It's too hot. Um, and so I would, I would cut slack to James and just say, well, let's contextualize it again. 45 AD, no concept of Gentiles. Paul hasn't shown up yet. They all, they're still thinking in the Jewish framework, which is still works-related. So I'll just go with it. I mean, like, we don't have to, Martin Luther says, we don't have to kick it out. Just leave it, but put it in the context that James is talking to Jews. And he has no concept that Gentiles can be contributing or important people in what's going to futurely be called the church, which is interesting to me that so many people talk about the church and Matthew's gospel, and yet Jesus, I don't think he ever even talked about the technically what the church is. You know, there's probably some Greek word, ecclesia, or something. I'm not even sure if Jesus used that. I don't know how he said it. But Matthew wrote it. It's not inerrant to say that, it's not errant to say that he wrote down ecclesia or whatever the word is, and, and we call it a church. It's not errant, and it's not errant for me to question whether Jesus would even use that. Because, again, it's the signaling concept that I'm against. It's like, read the scriptures from 45 A.D., 60 A.D., and just translate the actual words to 2019 and say, oh, this is what it means for us right today. Like, women don't wear hats in church, or wear hats in church. Like, nobody does that. But there's more verses on that than the Great Commission. There's actually more verses telling women to put hats on in church than the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. So we pick and choose what verses we seem to elevate to the maximum level. Like I really want to elevate Galatians 2.11. I love Galatians 2.11, which is Paul opposed Peter to his face. I love that one. And my new latest theory, which I'll probably stick with, I'm going to stay on, is that the, basically the church right now is led by Peter types. You know, the organized religion, the Peter types, you know, they toughen it out. He's, he's all figured it out. And yet John is the guy that's the beloved disciples. Well, why does Jesus love John? Well, he's not such a twit, okay? Peter's, a, Peter's kind of a bipolar twit. He, he uh, on the one hand, he's like all zealous, then he denies Christ. Zealous, deny. Zealous, deny. Zealous, don't get it. Zealous, zealous, zealous. So we got, we got a, a church, organized church, zealots on one hand, and you got 
deniers on the other, who knows what. But just don't magic, magitize the Bible verses and, without considering who wrote it, when did they write it, to whom are they writing it. Get some context. And don't camp out on like, I, I kind of, you know, Kay Arthur had her day and they do this like really deep, deep Bible study on these books. But I'm just suggesting, look guys, 150 days, you read them all and you get a really good overview in 150 days. Just do one a day and then maybe do it again or do it again. Keep going back. New insights. What sticks out? Living God, power of God, Holy Spirit, not talked about. Especially when you exegete and spend, th- you know, spend 30 minutes with the highfalutin pastor who knows Greek and Hebrew and who's going to spend six hours during the week or whatever they spend putting together an awesome message for you. <laughs> and yet, all it does is like give you uh, junk food because it's like 30 minutes and you forget about it. That's what the unchurching guy does. So we got to move towards like a personal gym workout. We got, we have like an obesity of spirituality. We keep eating and consuming spiritual messages, but we got to get in the gym. We got to like push some weight around and uh, build some spiritual muscle. Like it's kind of like lean muscle. So I, this is kind of developing, developing framework right now. So develop some spiritual muscle, which is like lean muscle, and then you'll burn the phony, phony junk food messages you get from your celebrity pastor. Or if you don't have a celebrity pastor, but just some dude that's um, <laughs> kind of like an engineer or anything, or just like, well, I thought I should be a pastor or so. I went to seminary and got the degrees, so I got the knowledge, and this is what you do. You basically read four verses of, we're going to do, we're going to go through the book of 1 Timothy, verses 4 and 8, the Greek word for this is, uh, (laughs) come back next week for verses 8 through 12. So that's uh, quite often the case. So where's the spirit-filled people? We, we get this knowledge-based, thinking knowledge is so fun. Anyways, so I'm almost done with my walk. I'm going to wrap this baby up because isn't it all about love? What's the message? We're all screwed up. So share some love. Um, empower people to be captains of their own ship, so to speak. To me, that means, what's your outlier gift? And go employ it, share it with other people, enjoy it. And uh, that's how we grow, we transform, do some of our own transformation, move up the curve. Things are not black and white. So we're gonna move up and get better. We're gonna go to the gym, we're gonna lift some weights we're going to get some personal training and then we're going to see if we get better as we go slowly day by day so that's it folks grace mercy and peace episode whatever we have don't know and uh i'm back so it's already 82 degrees
And uh, this podcast has reached its end at 48 minutes. Have a great day, the one listener, and let me know. Give me some feedback. Bye.